Good morning. It's again Ascension Sunday when we come together to worship God, to praise Him for what He is doing. We are not together, but we are together in the body of Christ. As I said in the beginning of uh, this kind of service, church is us, people. Church it's me and you. When we gather together in a circle in our homes, when we gather together, maybe you are sitting in the park with your computer or your cell phone or your iPad, and you follow this service, remember, and I assure you, God is with you. Again, I want to give you a small or short report that I have been, I was able to speak with almost everyone, and everyone is doing okay. No one has been affected so far with the exception of few who have extended family who have been affected, but everyone in Congo and in the Congo area are doing very well. We thank God, we praise Him for His majesty, for His love, and for His care. And for that reason, I want to invite you now to put yourself together as we begin this service. The Ascension Sunday, very important in the church calendar. Put your heart together, put your mind together, as we begin our service. We begin in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We will sing together hymn number 543, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. 543, if you have a green book at home, you can follow, or you can follow on your screen as we speak.
and your love toward all the saints. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the richest is in of his immeasurable greatness in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great mind, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and Satan him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule, and authority and power, and dominion and above, every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet. He gave him as her over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the letter of the Lord. Readings from Psalms 47. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. For the Lord most high is awesome, the great king over all the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to him a song of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter beginning with verses 44 all the way to 53. The Ascension Sunday Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to St. John, St. Luke, the 24th chapter beginning with verse 44 all the way to 53. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and the repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witness of these things, 
and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from my high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifted up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them, and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continued in the temple, blessing God. Dear Lord, we lift up our eyes looking to heaven, and we believe, Lord Jesus, you will come back one day to take your church. Help us to be your witness before you return. Amen. From the gospel, what I have learned, or what I want to share with you this morning, is only two things. One, you are Jesus' witness. You are, or you have seen what he has done. You share what he has done. Being a witness comes with a fair about of responsibility. If you are eyewitness to a crime, you will likely have to come, or you will likely have to make a statement to the police and maybe even to testify in court. If you are a witness for a wedding, you will, you will have a signed document indicating that you were there and so the commitment pledged between two people, a man and a woman. If you are a witness for a baptism, you might need to assume someone that they were in fact baptized, even if they were too young to remember. Witnesses don't, don't do much good if they keep what they have seen to themselves. The whole point of being a witness is to share and spread what someone has heard and seen. So too it is for people who have been witness of Jesus' work. The disciples were eyewitness of what Jesus had done, and we, along with them, have witnessed that work through the eyes of faith. We were not there 2,000 years ago. But through faith, we continue with the, to witness what Jesus Christ has done. Jesus Christ, dear friends, he grew to a man who endures the constant temptations of the devil and the world around him to sin. Yet he was perfect. He was perfect. He obedient, his obedience to his heavenly father wasn't just really good. It was flawless. As he accomplished that perfect obedience to God's law, he was also teaching his disciples.
This group of men went from part-time to full-time. They were with Jesus nearly every moment of every day. They saw his miracle. They heard him preaching. And some of them even got to see Jesus' glory on the mountain of transfiguration. They knew who Jesus was. The promised Savior. They were not always so sure though or what exactly he was going to do or how he was going to do it. Put yourself back in the disciples of Jesus' shoes. Assuming that Jesus is the prophet, king and champion that is going to rescue his people. What is going through your head on a good Friday. At a moment when they might have been the disciples who were there with him, but all of them departed, they ran away, they left him by himself. Friends, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, for 40 days Jesus has spent time with the disciples assuring that them that their fear can be put to ease. That he is no longer dead but alive. So since the resurrection until ascension, 40 days, Jesus was his disciples. He also, he has also been making it clear just why all these things had to happen. It wasn't to restore the prominence of the nation of Israel and to get out from under the thumb of the Roman Empire. It wasn't to show everyone how to live a moral, good life and thus make God happy with you. Jesus summed up his post-Easter teaching well just before his ascension in our gospel today. And this is what he said. This is what is written and so it must be. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead. And on the third day, and on the third day, he will rise again. And the repentance and forgiveness of sin will be preached in, in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Jesus accomplished all the work. Jesus accomplished all that work. Accomplished all those things so that the repentance and the assurance of the forgiveness of sin could be accomplished or could be proclaimed in his name. When people, they ask, how can you say that people are forgiven their sins? They say, I don't say that. It's Jesus. That's what Jesus told us. Jesus is clear that there is nothing left to accomplish. Nothing. There's nothing that needs to be done by anyone on this earth to make up for or remove sin. 
In Jesus' name, that sin is gone. In Jesus' name, we are free. Nothing that anyone can do can pay for sin and no one has to. His death and resurrection destroyed death and brought eternal life to the entire world. Jesus' disciples were witnesses of these things. If they didn't fulfill or they didn't process and understand what was going on at that time, they saw Jesus doing a lot of miracles. And now as Jesus opens their minds to understand the scripture, they understand the full implication of what Jesus has accomplished in his time on earth. The Holy Spirit that gave the Father promised will come and he will help them with what is ahead. That is the same thing that is going in my mind, the same thing that is going in your mind. We don't understand anything to do with God or eternal life. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can understand. And Jesus come to us and say, no, that won't work. Jesus come to us, he opened our minds to understand the scripture and we see our dreadful, powerless states in our sin. The Holy Spirit comes to us as well in this world and create a faith in in our hearts. Friends, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, today we have a, a work to do. And the work we have right now is this. What do we do? We suppose our church body so that we may work together to send missionaries to places here and around the world where you and I cannot go. That's what Jesus wants us to do. We have work to do right here in Cornwall. We have work to do throughout our nation. We have work to do around the world. In all of these places, in every place we have to bring what we have witnessed. What we have witnessed in God's world to all people. There are people that don't know their Savior. There are people who have forgotten their Savior. There are people that think they know their Savior but are very wrong about who he is or what he has done. They all need to hear. And you and I are the one to bring it to them. Majority of people, they have the Bible at home. Majority of people, they read the Bible. But 
majority of people doesn't understand the Bible. They need you who understand the Bible. Because to understand the Bible is a gift given to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift given to you by God. And that gift needs to be shared. That wisdom needs to be shared. And you can do so. And you can, we can do so. As a church, we can do so. We support our called workers here in our congregation so that your teacher and your preacher may reach people right here in our neighborhoods that you might not have otherwise had a contact with. But we also have the job of sharing the message with others. It doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be scary. Jesus tell what you have seen and heard. Be a witness of what you know is true. That simple. And invite people to see for themselves. Invite them to worship or invite them for Bible study. Invite them to study God's word with you. Invite them to bring you questions and work together to find the answers. You, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, are Jesus' witnesses. You have seen and heard what Jesus has done. That by his death and resurrection, he gives his salvation so that now it belongs to you. Now it belongs to us. Now you have the privilege as, as his witness to share what you see and heard. Enjoy it. Cherish it. Delight to be our risen Savior's witness. And do it with a heart full of joy. You can send an email to your friend who is struggling with the faith. The resources that is out there, it's phenomenal. People, they want to read a message that will change their lives. And probably today you are going to send that message to them. And today maybe you are going to invite them to read the scripture. And you can read the scripture together. Maybe today you are going to start to read the Bible from the beginning to the end. Which I always do. Maybe today you are going to invite someone to have a Bible study. Maybe you're going to invite that person to come to church. I don't know. But we cannot keep to ourselves. The witness, the miracle that we have seen performed by Jesus Christ, the teaching that we have heard, we cannot keep it to ourselves. 
we have to share it. As I said in the beginning of this message, if you are a witness to a crime, you cannot keep it to yourself. You will go to the police, sta police station to write a statement, and probably you will stand before the court and before the judge, and you will swear that I was there and what you are going to say is the truth. Why we cannot do that with the Jesus Christ teaching? We can do that with Jesus teaching. We can do that with Jesus miracle. We can do that from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Share the good news. Spread the good news. Be a witness of Jesus Christ. And that will put a smile on your face. Because when someone is saved, there is a jubilation in heaven. As the scripture says. Again, dear friends, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we have been invited into Jesus' ministry and Jesus' teaching. The world is waiting for us to go. Please go and share what Jesus has taught you today. Amen. Dear friends, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, before we come to the table, I know you are prepared, you have your bread, you have your wine at home, and you are very close to start the sacrament. I want you to take a moment to pray. To pray for those who cannot have this kind of service, for those who are depressed, for those who are struggling, for those who have no means to listen to the gospel. For almost two months now, we have to pray for the world, we have to pray for the unity of the church. And so I invite you now to fold your hands and we pray. Gracious God, you desire unity for your people in the world, in the world, and unity between heaven and earth. We thank you for drawing us together as a community of faith, united in your love, even in times when it is hard to gather. Equip us to witness to your promise of resurrection and a new life as we save you in the Hear us as we pray for your world and for ourselves. God, we worry about the way things are going. Daily life has been uprooted by the pandemic and also by war and environmental devastation. Send your spirit of healing and reconciliation to lead people to peace and justice. Heal the earth and bring hope for a new relationship. Help us learn from this anxious time how you invited us to live in balance with each other and with your whole creation. God, we feel saddened for those whose lives are marked by isolation and fear, by grief and despair. Effect depends
dependent by the time or physical distance. Send your spirit of healing and reconciliation to draw the lonely into friendships. And as a society begins to reopen, create a true sense of belonging for each other, for each one. Heal any burden of grief and bring hope through your eternal friendship. God send your Holy Spirit to your church. So that Lord, this very difficult time, your church will be equipped to continue to reach those who have been discouraged, those who have lost hope, and those who their faith have been shattered. Lord God, we pray for frontline workers. They put their lives in danger to save others. Protect them, Lord Jesus. Whoever that front line might be. Lord Jesus, we pray that you will help us as a community of faith in St. Matthew to continue to be strong united together to carry out your mission and your purpose. We pray, Lord Jesus, for those who cannot come to church because of healthy or because of age. May your Holy Spirit touch each and every one of them. We lift all these prayers, Lord Jesus, to you Believing and trusting that you will grant what we have asked, not as we want, but may your will be done. In your holy name we pray. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who, after his resurrection, appeared openly to his disciples, and in their sight was taken up into heaven, that he might make us partakers of his divine nature, and so with the church on earth, and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending
within us and to proclaim to us your will. Holy, mighty, and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent your Son to us, Jesus Christ, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this every time when you eat in remembrance. Again, after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for forgiveness of sin. Do this every time when you drink, in remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming in glory. Who are out of your Holy Spirit, that by this Holy Communion we may know the unity we share with all your people in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, through Him, with Him, in Him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours. Almighty Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Shall we pray and sing together, Lamb of God?
May the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ be taken, strengthen you and keep you in his eternal life. And may God and the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. Dear friends, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, until we meet again, may God bless you, may God be with you. We will sing together hymn number 5067 from the joy book number 67. From joy book 